Welcome to the CB on Air Partners in Focus series. My name is Yasha Popovic and I'm Associate Editor at Central Banking. RegTech has the potential to revolutionise regulators' insights into the financial system. Indeed, it already has. While it could be argued that 2008 was the catalyst for much of the regulatory reporting we see today, introducing technology to monitor risk grew alongside the development of the banking sector. A key challenge for reporting entities and regulators alike is developing regulatory requirements and technological updates to maintain financial stability. With me today is Clement Duhamel, Business Development and Customer Success Manager at Invoke Software, to talk about the evolution of RegTech. Clement, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Yosha, for the, this invitation. I'm very pleased to be there for this CB on Air podcast episode. Clement, how would you describe regulation as a service? Well, uh, regulation as a service is just like it sounds. Uh, it's providing regulated entities and regulatory authorities with a service that contains everything they need to meet their regulatory reporting obligations. So Invoke has hundreds of banking and insurance clients who have to produce various regulatory reports for prudential, statistical, and resolution reporting. And we also have uh, national and European supervisor authorities as clients who have to collect, validate, and analyze, finally share the collected regulatory information. That's uh, in multiple formats. So it could be in XBRL, IXBRL, XML, or SDNX. So it takes a lot of knowledge and a huge investment of time for entities and regulators to, to get that reporting right. You need to bring together different skills and usually involve creating large teams, which brings structural cost. And to make things even more complicated, regulatory requirements are constantly evolving. So there are a lot to consider. What Invoke does is to manage all of that for its clients. Uh, so for years, we've been provided a turnkey service that combine our technical solution with the necessary configuration. And we then deliver that to our regulatory uh, clients uh, into our regulation as a service offer. So what does that entail? To do that, uh, we follow the evolution of such regulator regulation, sorry, and prepare the configuration for, for this. Uh, then we deliver it to our clients uh, as quickly as possible. We've been perfected our configuration process or our recipe that includes uh, streamlining implementing procedures, deploying automation tools, uh, establishing test set, that kind of things. Then we package the configuration in a single deliverable, uh, which we call a regulatory configuration kit. That kit is everything to, to meet regulatory requirements like uh, rendering views, quality check, reporting dates, and validity period. Uh, also, it's versionized. So previous periods are histor and historical data are uh, always accessible. By differentiating the application base and its configuration, we can facilitate the acceptance base by limiting tests only to what is strictly necessary. With the regulatory landscape constantly changing, what key developments can you see on the horizon? There's going to be a, a lot of development for a statistical provincial and resolution uh, reporting in the next five years. Uh, 
but also we will see the, the first environmental reporting very soon. So the thing that has to be understood is that last year, the European Commission uh, has updated its strategy on banking data processing. And the objective is to modernize the European collection system by streamlining the entire processing chain, uh, which is unifying requirements and processes. But also the aim is to ensure that national and European authorities work as a system and not in silos as it's today. So the, the implementation of this policy will be ensured for statistics by the integrated reporting framework project, which has been set up by the ECB. And for the prevention and resolution, uh, the, the project is the integrated reporting or integrated reporting system, uh, which has been initiated by the EBA. What do we know at the moment about the integrated reporting framework, which you mentioned was set up by the ECB and the integrated reporting system, which the EBA has set up? So first, those two projects are complementary initiatives since uh, the EBA project overlaps or complement the ECB one. The idea of this project is to break down all the border by unifying requirements with a single format, a single data dictionary and unautical filing rules across Europe. So the, the first piece of this puzzle is the Integrated Reporting Framework, uh, or IREF. And IREF is uh, establishing a, a unified data dictionary that covers all statistical requirements at the European level. We are here talking about collecting a much larger volume of data since the target scale is almost at the transaction level. But while the system will need to more data from the banks, it should be easier to produce as it will be more in line with the bank systems and require less reprocessing. The, the plan for IRF is to be implemented by uh, 2027. The second piece of the puzzle is the integrated reporting or integrated reporting system, as I said, let, let, let's say IRS, uh, which is uh, covered by the EBA. And uh, this is going to follow all the, the principles established uh, um, by, by the IRF initiative. So it will complement the IRF data dictionary by adding the prevention and resolution information to it. And to do this, uh, the EBA might rely on the BIRD initiative that, that has been set by European banks. And BIRDS, uh, uh, just uh, for those who don't know, uh, BIRDS uh, aim to create a, a chart of account addressing all the regulatory requirements that bank needs to meet. So um, the EBA data dictionary should be more detailed than what we know today, but nevertheless, uh, it will remain here at a synthetic level and not granular as for statistics. The integrated reporting framework is looking at data that's closer to the transaction level, but the uh, integrated reporting system is looking more is adding prudential and resolution information on top of that. Is that correct? Absolutely. In fact, there will be a, a, a data dictionary covering all the statistical requirements, and this data dictionary will be uh, linked or associated with the the one covering the prudential reportings. So the, the let's say the, the definition of the, 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 the facts will be done with the same method uh, and um, accordingly for uh, both initiatives. Clement, as regards the data collection format, the ECB has not yet made a clear decision, 
but the EBA has stated its intention to use the XBRL format. So what can you tell us about this choice? Uh, to, to answer your question, I think it's necessary to take a moment to, to explain what the XBRL format is and why the EBA has been using it for a little more than a decade. What made the format uh, so successful is that uh, the information is divided in two. On one hand, there is the XBRL taxonomy, which is often compared to a dictionary. It contains the description of each data exchange, but also the validation and presentation rules to ensure the quality and rendering of the data. On the other side, there is the data itself, which is produced and exchanged between different actors. This one is simply linked to the taxonomy by establishing references. Therefore, when a data file is received, everyone is able to retrieve the associated taxonomy, allowing them to understand the information, to visualize it, and to control its quality. XBRL is also uh, an open format that evolved to serve the needs of uh, those using it. It is important to note the work done by the EBA to support the, the effort of the XBRL community, and this for a long time now, all right. Uh, DBA and ECB project are very ambitious, uh, and to give them a chance of success, it is necessary to optimize the system at all levels. This is particularly true for the question of the exchange format. Basically, XBRL has two main weaknesses, and EBA and the XBRL community are working to overcome them. The first of that is that XBRL is based on an architecture derived from XML. Its structure makes the size of the data file not suitable for the volume of information expected by IRF and IRS projects. The second weakness is that the process of defining an XBRL taxonomy and various rules associated with filings involves many manual steps and differs from supervisors to supervisors. This results in a large number of errors that may be related to interpretation issues or simply to the definition itself. Two projects aiming at improving XBRL on these points are underway. The first has already started largely. It aims at making XBRL multi-format, allowing the standard to be more flexible and more efficient. This will allow to handle a large volume of data as expected by DBA and EDCB. This is the OEM XBRL evolution that will allow data file to be exchanged in XBRL XML, but also CSV and JSON. The second is called DPM refit. It aims to make the process of creating taxonomy fully automated and amongst other things, to unify the method and syntax for writing the rules and controls associated with the filings. What is important to note is that on one hand, with the support of the EBA, the XBRL format will evolve greatly in the coming years. And on the other end, even if the logic would suggest that XBRL should be retained by the ECB for IRF in order to continue in the path of standardization, several formats are still in competition and the ECB is waiting to see the result of this, uh, the evolution I just mentioned to decide. Thank you, Clement, and thank you for listening.